Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Arya Najad, in-house counsel with Lex Machina, a legal analytics company. Hi, Arya. How are you? I'm doing great, Ari. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. So tell us about your background and your role at Lex Machina. My background, I graduated law school, got into big law for a little bit. I've worked at 2M Law, 200 firms for a little bit, worked specifically with a lot of client development, whatnot. Started an immigration practice back in like 2016, did that for a few years, and now I'm in-house counsel, and it's been great. I've been uh, coming up on a year next month. As in-house counsel, specifically, I help other in-house counsel kind of understand how legal analytics can help uh, in our specific roles and going to conferences and obviously just other in-house counsel duties, but it's been enjoyable so far. How can legal analytics provide attorneys with a competitive advantage? The use of analytics in the practice of law is like this perfect example of just a profession that's being transformed. Personally, I mean, I think it's exciting to see the legal profession embrace the use of data and technology. We're a little bit late to the party, but we're here now. And as of like 2008-ish, legal analytics became a thing. That's when Lex Machina came on board. And now there's lots of uh, different legal analytics companies. But in terms of providing a competitive advantage, the best way to explain it would be Imagine that you could make like a data-driven prediction about how opposing counsel or a judge or a party to litigation or a transaction, how they're going to behave. Like if you could anticipate the results of a specific legal strategy you're thinking about or an argument you're going to be presenting, how that's it's going to produce. Would you continue to rely exclusively on like traditional legal research and reasoning to inform uh, the advice you give clients? The documents that you're drafting, the negotiations, how you conduct yourself uh, with the arguments or with opposing counsel? Or would you integrate legal analytics into your lawyering? It's basically like money ball for lawyers, is how I would say it. But yeah, it's just one additional piece of the puzzle, and I think an important one. How can law firms use legal analytics to enhance their services? When I was at these AMLA 200 firms, a common issue or a common experience was we'd have an RFP come in, you know, a request for proposal, and we know it's us, it's a short list. So now it's between like us and maybe two other firms, and we're we're proposing for this X amount of dollars to a set of business or from a new piece of litigation that's come up for a client. So in my opinion, like a great way that you can use litigation uh, analytics is in these sorts of opportunities for business development. I think that's an underutilized term. A lot of people are familiar with how litigation analytics and legal analytics works specifically with deciding like how you're going to approach a specific legal strategy in court. If a certain judge is never granting a motion to change venue, that's something you would want to know. But for business development, when we get these RFPs through the door, you'd see an email go around to the office of, hey, has anyone ever worked with like this specific client before? Or like, has anyone dealt with these specific matters at the firm before? And that's really just how it works. Now, both the firms that I've worked at have Lex Machina. I mean, years have gone by. And so it's just been part of the evolving nature of the law. They just are a, they're big law firms and they just have to have these this sort of data at hand. But for a long time, and still, there's a lot of law firms that this is like how they go about preparing these RFPs is they'll come up and say, okay, well, actually, we do have quite a few lawyers who 
they've worked in this area before. Here's a couple examples that we could think of that we just have saved in our own database. And now you don't have to do that anymore. I mean, now it's just, it provides a tremendous edge because you can actually just go in using legal analytics and you can see specifically, you can get strategic insights on judges, lawyers, law firms, parties, other like critical information across like several different practice areas, rapidly number of growing state courts. So really the bottom line is that legal analytics allows law firms and companies to predict the behaviors and outcomes that different legal strategies will produce. And that really just helps you do two things, win cases, close business. That's kind of the bottom line. In addition to PACER, what litigation data should attorneys use? I would say Lex Machina, so, I mean, but for a good reason. Even as an outside observer, I would say that. So at Let's Machina, we're very aware of the challenges that are presented by the enormous amount of litigation data that is part of the dockets and documents in PACER. We, you know, we use a combination of approaches, including like automated filtering that's part of our attorney data engine, our signature block analyzer that identifies attorneys from their filings, and manual curations by our data team to address any discrepancies. So that means that our attorney law firm associations are more accurate than what you get from PACER alone. So you definitely want to be able to confidently say we have accurate, clean data. And that's something that product like Lex Machina provides. How are APIs driving value and data integration in legal? As a lawyer, and I'm sure there's just a lot of other professionals who are listening, they may not even know quite what an API is, like myself when we were first rolling this out. So, I mean, what is an API? An API, at the highest level, it's a web page for robots. Our One of our great teammates here, Dave Slusher, explained it to me. And he was basically saying, it's the same mechanism that serves you a web page. That same mechanism, it serves you an, an API response. So it's the same web server. It's the same protocol. It's all the same stuff. It's just a different intention at the other end of it. So you can think about the Lex Machina API as a data pipe. You can think about anything you can use that data for once you have access to the API. It's a great way for firms or companies that are already using Lex Machina to just integrate our data with their own interface, with their own, whatever they're using currently at their own firms and their companies. It's just a great way where they can integrate it and it's just all in one place. And um, the value there, I think just kind of speaks for itself. It's just easier. It's more streamlined. It's just more familiar for a lot of the people at these firms and companies. That's what I would say. How do you see the use of legal analytics evolving? When we started, when Les Machina started, it really was like how a lot of companies started. It was to solve a problem. It was uh, something that legal analytics, the term didn't even exist yet. It was more of just what they weren't even sure what to call it. It was just like, we just need this information related to litigation. But as of now, as of today, like Lex Machina, we have like over two thirds of the AMLAW 200 that are uh, using Lex Machina. But it's going to evolve with like the proliferation. We, our clients aren't just big law anymore. It's a lot of like boutique firms and um, even smaller firms are starting to use this quite a bit. Just legal analytics in general. It's bringing objective rigor to the traditionally very subjective practice and business of law. My opinion is the game's going to become much more economically efficient and transparent. We're going to deliver, just in general, I could see legal analytics just delivering better results for those most in need of legal services. So some traditionalists like lawyers may disagree. They may resist the application of analytics to the law. But those who embrace it, especially like the early adopters, people have been using it for years and they're more familiar with it. 
they're likely to gain significant and a lasting competitive advantage. So they may not win the commissioner's like trophy. They're going to win the client transaction or a case, which are, in my opinion, the bottom line, the ultimate goals of every lawyer. So how I see it evolving, you're going to see the entire practice of law is already in the process of changing around using legal analytics as a tool. And we're going to see that continue as a trend. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Aria Najad, in-house counsel with Lex Machina, a legal analytics company. Aria, thanks so very much. I appreciate you, Ari. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.